gon' feel the heat. Yeah, they gon' feel the heat. They gon' feel the heat. Tell your whereabouts ain't they ready? Nah. Yeah, you gon' feel the heat. They ain't ready. Yeah. Let's get it. Biggest discussions, games of the week. All up for debate, you gon' feel the heat. Come listen in, come take a peek. Day and web gon' make you feel the heat. Who got the win? Who saw the feet? Take a seat, you gon' feel the heat. Let them speak, you gon' feel the heat. Mic check one two, you gon' feel the heat. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Feel the Heat. Sorry we didn't reach you guys yesterday, but it is Saturday, and we're getting ready to get into this discussion of Ohio State or Penn State. Um, also, we'll talk a little bit about the Memphis star basketball player, James Wiseman, and how he has to sit out 12 games and donate $11,500 $11, back to charity. Alright, so we hope you guys had a really good week. The show's about to pop off. Well, it's about to tap in. You already know. Get them questions in at anchor.fm forward slash feel the heat forward slash message. On Twitter at feel the heat underscore KW. On Instagram at BYM underscore sports. Or on the website at BYMsports.com. Alright, enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Web just tapped in. What's good, Web? Yo, Web, you're breaking up over there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. All right. So we're a day late, but we're still going to give you guys a show. Um, as we're speaking, the Ohio State-Penn State game, which was one of our games of the week, is um, underway. And um, through three quarters right now, Justin Fields has 143 yards passing, one touchdown, and um, he's almost 12 or 17. But the real story here is J.K. Dobbins, 124 rushing yards already, and two touchdowns. And believe me, the damage isn't done yet. Well, what have you seen that has been so effective for Ohio State? Well, I mean, just just the running game, everything. Honestly, there's multiple things that I could look at. Like before I was trying to I wanted to get on here before the game started. But nevertheless, anyway, uh, Justin Fields came into this game looking better than Sean Clifford. J.K. Dobbins came into this game looking better than any back of uh, the Nittany Lions have. He's got double uh, J.K. Dobbins has he came into the game with 13 rushing touchdowns, 15 total which is double, which is double what the Nittany Lions have. The only guy that I that that I can give credit to is K.J. Hamler. He's got more receptions than Chris Olave, though, more yards. But Chris Olave's got, another, got more touchdowns. I was expecting uh, Chase Young to really make us, like, I, w- I was expecting him to be the main guy that would just 
take over. I mean, honestly, I haven't, I haven't uh, watched that much of the game. I've been popping back and forth. I've been trying to get some work done. Um, but the whole time, I was expecting a W uh, from Ohio State. They got multiple first rounders on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you've seen how uh, the Nitty Lions, they struggled at times to protect the quarterback against uh, Minnesota. So I didn't. Ex- I expected nothing less than what's going on. I expected nothing less. I mean, Ohio State is giving a complete shutout right now. And just to give you guys a summary for what they're doing against Penn State, if you haven't watched it and you're tuning in now, let's say um, they have 53 yards passing. 53 yards passing and 11 yards rushing. This Ohio State's defense is tough. Um, One of the best in the country, if not the absolute best. And when they go forward and play Michigan, I expect to see the same kind of dominance. It's going to be a homicide when they play Michigan. I mean, like I said a second ago, you've seen uh, Penn State struggle to protect the quarterback at times against Minnesota. And that was and that's nowhere near the pressure that Ohio State was going to bring. So, I mean, honestly, if anybody that had that didn't think Ohio State uh, wasn't going to win this game, I was, my answer to you is, what did you expect? What, what did you really expect to happen? Right, right. So, let's move forward, guys. Um, we don't have another game of the week, but we're going to talk to you a little bit about the Memphis uh, basketball player, star basketball player who is suspended um, uh, for 12 games and has to pay back $11,500. And this comes from his mother accepting $11,500 from Penny Hardaway in the summer of 2017. This money helped um, Wiseman move to Memphis. And so the NCAA has since, um, you know, punished him for, for this. Now, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think this is a fair and just punishment um yes and no i mean no obviously because if it was any if it was anybody else it wouldn't have went down this way but uh also one thing uh you forgot to mention penny hardaway they identified him as a booster from donating one million dollars to memphis's sports hall of fame in 2008 so that's really what forced the mv uh the ncaa to rule james wiseman uh ineligible on top of what you said but he's honestly just too good to just not be eligible to play the entire season he's debatably the first pick if not in the top three picks next year in the draft I mean he's excellent so I think sitting him all season would have been just bad for business in general I agree and like you said yes and no is it the fair thing like Yes, and, and at the same time, it's just like, well, not really. But the NCAA has a job to do, and I think that's why this act has been pretty much pushed, this movement has been pushed by athletes such as LeBron James and, and Draymond Green. Um, the Fair fair Pay to Play Act is so important for um, collegiate athletes so that they are able to get paid for their image and their likeness by endorsements, not necessarily the school, but 
able to help them move or help their family, especially when people are making money off you, especially if you're playing AAU basketball. All these people in AAU basketball are making money, but these kids, you know, they're still struggling. Their families are still struggling. And it's an unfortunate situation to be put in because as a child, you don't want that pressure on your child that I have to take care of my family. But um, sometimes that's just how it goes. Right. That's for everything. For the, uh, for the $11,500, he doesn't necessarily have to pay it back. He has to donate $11,500 to a charity of his choice. That That's what they said he has to do. Okay, and this is my thing about this. Now, let's say he donates this money by the time it's time for him to come back on January the 12th. Then they're going to look and investigate, well, how, how did you get this money? Where did you get this money? Where did your mother get it? So it's just, I feel like, in a sense, it's not a win-win for him. That's um, that's why people were at like I seen I was when I was reading about it I was seeing people comment on it and they were like well can he pay that money back when he's finally getting paid to play basketball like obviously when he gets drafted um, so I haven't seen anything about that anything past that question which I'm actually curious to know can he pay it back when he gets drafted or does it have to be before he leaves college right because it wasn't clear on that so I'm pretty sure that. He knows the answer to that, um, and maybe that's why he's like, you know what, I'm going to take the suspension and I'll be back January 12th to showcase my talents to the whole collegiate um, basketball side of business. Moving forward, in the NFL, we got our picks of the week here. We got three games, and I think they're going to be very good games. We have the Patriots versus Dallas, the 49ers versus the Packers, and the Ravens versus the Rams, but we're going to start with the Patriots versus Dallas. Who you got? I like Dallas in this one. Uh, I was reading last night. I don't know if you know this. Tom Brady is questionable for this game for an elbow injury. They didn't say anything past that. Uh, Muhammad Sanu is out. They just got their left tackle back. Uh, I forgot his first name, but his last name is Wynn. Uh, no deep threat. I'm going to take I'm going to take Dallas. I remember earlier this year, I'm not sure who the Patriots were playing, but Tom Brady was questionable. And everybody was saying, oh, he's probably not going to play. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose the opposing team. And then Tom Brady went out there and looked like he never missed a step. Now, I do think as the season has gone on, the little hits and the little nicks and the knacks are starting to take a toll on his body. He is over 40 years old. He has been playing this game for a very long time. But with that being said, I, I don't really believe in Dallas um, offense against the Patriots defense. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like uh, the Patriots don't have one of the best defenses right now in the league, and they have multiple players to play. You know Cooper, and I think that Stephon Gilmore, who is a candidate for the MVP this year, will um, be a good matchup against Amari Cooper. And for, I think the defense for the Patriots will force Dak to make questionable throws and decisions like we've seen them do all season. So I'm going to roll with the Patriots. Here's the here's the thing about the um, the Cowboys, though, why I'm picking the Cowboys. Uh, you remember when the Cowboys played the Lions and they pretty much the Lions pretty much had Zeke somewhat contained and and Amari Cooper as well. So they really had to go to other guys like Randall Cobb, Michael Gallup had a big game, stuff like that. So I think the Cowboys just have more options um, than the Patriots. They absolutely do. But like I said, um, 
that D is going to be good. So I think this is a good matchup. I, I still stand with the Patriots. What about this 49ers versus the Packers game? Who you got? This is a tough one. Um, I think Matt Breida's still going to be out. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But I'm going to roll with the 49ers. I've been rolling with the 49ers all season. I'm not going to jump off now. I'm going to keep it consistent. Um, I'm going to roll with the Packers. Uh, their defense is a little bit better this year. And um, I believe Devontae Adams is back. So that helps them out a lot, tremendously. They have two running backs who can get 100 yards in the game if they if they want to. Aaron Jones. This led by Aaron Jones and um, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, my bad. I said Adams. <laughs> this is all good. And um, then you got Aaron Rodgers, so I can't stray away from that. So I'm going to go with the Packers. What about the Ravens versus the Rams? The Ravens versus the Rams? I'm going to take the Ravens just because they're more well they're, – they seem more well-rounded this season. Lamar Jackson's playing well. They have a really good defense. The Rams, it's really hit or miss. Like, they have the talent, but it, like I said last episode, it really just comes down to execution. Like, they have all the pieces. They got Aaron Donald. He's the best, the best player in the NFL to me. Um, Brandon Cooks is back. He's off concussion protocol. They have the talent. It just comes down to execution. But I think the Ravens have the overall better team this season right now. Yeah, the Ravens are absolutely the better team. Um, I've seen a report that the Rams and, and Sean McVay, more specifically, were keeping Todd Gurley, you know, um, not using him as much to save him for the second half of the season. He had a great game last week. But... With the addition of Jalen Ramsey, and he's already in, you know, Lamar Jackson's already in Jalen Ramsey's head as he he tweeted primetime and said, hey, how did, or not primetime, excuse me, Michael Vick says, hey, how do you stop a guy that's like you, but, you know, 20 years younger or whatever, and in 2019, so Lamar Jackson's already in this defense's head, so... I feel like before a game, if you're already asking questions like that, you've already lost. So I'm going to go with the Rams. Or excuse me, the Ravens. Um, how about this? Wednesday, Miles Garrett, he went to put a motion in for his appeal. And he claimed that Mason Rudolph used a racial slur against him. Do you believe him? Or is he just trying to lessen his punishment? And you know what? Before you answer this, Webb, I was having this conversation with somebody before this allegation even came out against Mason Rudolph. And someone told me, they said, you know, what if he called him a racial slur? And that pissed him off. And that's why he did that. Like, still, you don't you don't use your helmet as a weapon to hit anybody. Um, but what if he did that and the guy just, you know, saw red? That's just a trigger for a lot of people, racial slurs. What are your thoughts on that? Well, my first, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not on, I'm picking sides or anything. I'm just trying to just get to the facts, you know? Um, my first question would be, if that's the case, then why didn't that come out immediately? Immediately. After the game, whatever. Day after. Like, why, why is it just coming out now? Like, why was there a waiting period? Second of all, I want to believe Miles Garrett because... 
I would want somebody to believe me. You know what I'm saying? Um, maybe it might have been to get a lesser sentence. I don't think so. But I want to believe them. And they actually, I was reading on Twitter and they actually said, it said the NFL, the NFL said they have no audio of it. They have no audio of it. But I keep seeing comments of comments and comments and comments of other posts that there is audio and TMZ might get it. I don't know. Uh, but I don't really believe the NFL when they say they have no audio. Like there's so many microphones and cameras and the NFL is a business and they want to protect themselves. And I get that too, but I think I believe him. I believe Miles. Nobody wants to be labeled a racist, especially an NFL player. Yeah, it's not far fetched because I think that we all work among people who are racist, whether we know it or not. And it's just certain instances you might find out that a person may be, you know, racist or maybe not so much racist. He just, hey, just he has. He's very vulgar in the way he talks about people, um, whether you be white, black, Hispanic, Latino, whatever. Um, I don't know where I really stand with this, honestly. But I will say this. Mason Rudolph has been fined. Ever since this appeal went in by Miles Garrett, the NFL turned around and fined him $50,000 for the brawl. Okay, so they may have some more evidence than what they're saying they have, like you said. And if there is evidence of Mason Rudolph using a racial slur, and there's a, and there's reports of TMZ may get it. If it's out there, I'll tell you this, TMZ will get it. We know that they always get the dirt of the dirt. So um, the truth will come to light, and we will see if Miles if Garrett is correct. Uh, but his appeal was denied, um, and his suspension was upheld. Marquise Pouncey also got his suspension lessened from three games to two games, which honestly I don't I didn't really agree with because if you go back and look at it, he's literally kicking Miles Garrett in the head. I mean, whether Miles has the helmet on or not, you're still kicking a player in the head. All right, it just looked like a brutal gang fight. We said we said this last episode. It looked like a very brutal gang fight. It's unacceptable unacceptable in the NFL. Um, but I just hope the best for Miles going into his future, his career, and whatever comes from this. I hope the best for him. Hope the best for Mason. We move forward. So let's talk about this. Last night, NBA news: Kimball Walker was carried off by a stretcher with a concussion type of injury. Um, he collided with another teammate. I heard the report said it's not as serious as they thought it was, but. Whenever you're carried out on a stretcher, it's very serious. Um, thoughts and prayers are definitely with Kimba. Hope he gets back with his team soon. Hopefully he doesn't have any other um, severe injury going on. Did you hear anything else about it, Well, No. I just I watched him get carried off by via stretcher, and then Woj tweeted that it wasn't as serious as they thought, or it might not be as serious as they thought. But what do you think? How? What do you think? changes for Boston seeing that Kemba Walker is out now and we don't know what type of injury or how severe or how long he's even going to be out yet so but just for just for uh, show purposes what how do you think that would affect Boston going forward if he were to miss some type of time 
you know what the truth is um their their point guard i believe their backup point guard is the rookie from purdue correct edwards yeah and he's a pretty good he's a pretty good player but we haven't really seen him play any big minutes so of course missing kimba will hurt the celtics they're one of the hottest teams in the nba right now they're young they're athletic and i think kimba keeps that pace for them going if they need so i think you know without him they're going to lose that 20 20 points they're going to lose that assist guy that playmaker type guy um but i think people like you know jason tatum and jalen brown i think they could step up but without him um, we can we can see their, the struggles of the Celtics come out, right? But like you said before, I think uh, I'm curious to see how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum react now if Kemba Walker were to miss any significant amount of time because if he's not leading the team, they're next up just like they were uh, last year or the uh, no last year or the year before when Kyrie was out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's time for them to show that they're more just um, than just guys who can go get a bucket, but also can lead the team and keep that same energy that Kemba had with the Celtics. And and it's actually paid off for the Celtics. Um, I know you love Kyrie, but the addition of Kemba in that system—it's better. It's better. It's, it's better. Yeah, absolutely better for them. I don't have I don't have any problem admitting that, but. Now I want to see Jalen Brown go out there and earn his money because I don't like to count people's money, but I was def I I definitely had to take a double take at that one. Like, uh, what do you get? 90, 90 million dollars, something like that, eighty million. Yeah, he's got something crazy, and I think that he needs to prove it too. Because uh, let's be honest, I, if I'm this, if I'm this, yeah, I want to keep my young core together, especially when they're that good. But I want to make sure my top paid guys are going to be Kemba. And, and to me, who has the most promising future right now is Jason Tatum. And I want to make sure he gets all the top money. And then maybe I can save some money and bring in another piece. Um, I also think this, if Portland would not have gotten Melo, Melo would be a good addition off the bench to um, the Celtics. Now, keep in mind, Melo hasn't played basketball in over a year. He came in for Portland and yeah, he shot four or ten, so he's gonna be rusty. He's not just gonna be on fire automatically, but he was able to rebound. He was able to keep up pace with the younger guys, and he did it against the Bucks, even though they fell short. Uh, I think he had 18 points that game and like seven rebounds. So Melo still, obviously, he's in basketball shape. And I think that if Portland doesn't make a good push for the playoffs, I think that Melo can get a definite contract like long term with the Portland Trailblazers and will be traded before the trade deadline. Yeah, like I said before, I just wanted to get I just want to give Melo some time. Like, you know how like uh how in the NBA the analytics guys met like their how they measure uh how they measure guys' performance. They do it in 10 game blocks. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to give Melo at least 10 games, see where he's at. I don't want to just judge a guy after one, two games. Like you said, he hasn't played in a year. I don't expect him to come out and drop 20, 30 points after not playing professional-level basketball in a year. I agree with you. Okay, so guys, listen. Um, Luca Don, Don... I can never say his name. Doncic. His last name. Doncic. Doncic. Luca Doncic has been putting up a clinic as of late, averaging 29... 
10 and 9. And only him and LeBron have had 40-point triple-doubles before the age of 21. Is Luka for real? Or are the LeBron comparisons crazy talk? And I'm just going to say this right here. Luka is nice. Don't get me wrong. He could ball. He could be the next. He is the next best thing in Dallas. But he ain't on LeBron level. LeBron James will go down as one of the. He is one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball in the whole wide world. But he, when his career is all said and done, he may go down as the best to ever do it. If LeBron wins a championship this year in LA, and let's say he signed with them for four years, so let's say the next two years he goes on and wins two more championships. LeBron can can be put as the best player to ever play basketball, and I don't see that happening for Luka in his career. At least not with the Mavericks. I mean, I I think it's too early to tell, but I think Luka's definitely the real deal. Um, I don't necessarily feel like the LeBron comparisons are absolutely crazy out of this world, but I definitely think it's too early, and I think Luka Doncic should definitely at least make a deep playoff run or get at least get a ring before people start putting LeBron and Luka in the same sentence. You know what I mean? Or at least get, at least get to a finals appearance. I mean, this is Luka's second year. Yeah. In LeBron's fourth year, LeBron went he went to the finals. As a, a 22-year-old 20, young man, he went to the NBA finals and carried his team to the finals, a team full of veterans. And he led them there. If you remember that that year when they got to the finals in 2007 against the Spurs, they beat the Pistons. And it was in game, I believe, six. LeBron James had the first 25 points of the game. So to put somebody in LeBron's shoes, they have to do a lot. And right now, like you said, it's just too early to tell. He's definitely a baller. If he was with any other team, like they would be a championship contending team. If he was on the team in the East or or in the West, he makes any team better because he's a playmaker. You know, he could score, he could rebound. He's got he's got good athletic ability. But at the end of the day, there's never going to be another LeBron James. There's never going to be another Kobe, and there's never going to be another Mike. But there will always be one Luca, and that's what he has to prove right now. Agreed. All right, guys, here we have it. Before we wrap up, NBA pick them. We're going to start with the Heat versus the Sixers. Who you got? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Sixers. Ben, um, I like Ben Simmons. Uh, he added the three-point shot to his repertoire. I want to see him hit a couple more. I'm not going to lie. I think it's kind of funny that uh, the entire world and the internet went crazy because a professional hit a three. I thought that was really funny, but... I'm gonna take the Sixers. I like I like Ben Simmons. I like Joel Embiid. I got the Sixers. I'm gonna roll with the Heat. I like them. They're young. Um, yeah, I like the Heat versus versus matchup. How about the Pistons versus the Bucks? I like the Pistons simply because on any given night, Andre Drummond's good for at least 20, 20 points and 20 rebounds. Now it's everybody else around him that I'm worried about. Like Blake Griffin, like he was playing suspect the other night and they just lost. Uh, Luke Kennard, who's been really stepping up and playing way better than I thought. I mean, I think Luke Kennard's just a role. I mean, but he's scoring over 15 points. 
on most nights. I like the Pistons for this one. I got to take the home team. I'm going with the Bucks. How about Jazz versus the Pelicans? I'm gonna take the Pelicans. I like the I like their young I like their young core. I like Brandon Ingram. He was hot the other day. He he had like uh, 14 points in the fourth quarter, something like that. They put the ball in his hands. He won the game for him. I like the I like the uh, Pelicans. I'm gonna roll with the Jazz. I like Donovan Mitchell. Um, the addition of Mike Conley there. So I'm gonna roll with the Jazz. How about the Suns versus the Timberwolves? I'm gonna take the Suns in this game. I really, I'm gonna take the Suns too. They they started off the season better than I thought. I mean, they're seven and seven right now. I mean, they still they still are trash, but I like the Suns for this matchup. Okay, how about the Bulls versus the Hornets? Mm, I like the I like the Bulls. The Hornets are in rebuild. So I mean they have a couple a couple people who can play make, but the Bulls got guys like Kobe White, who's a straight baller, honestly. Zach Levine, Lowry Markinen. I gotta give it to the Bulls. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with the I'm gonna roll with the Bulls too. All right, how about um, what we got here? The Magic versus the Pacers. Hmm. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Magic. I think they got more. Their interior, their interior is a lot better. Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, um, ah, what's his name? The forward, Isaac, Jonathan Isaac. I'm not sure if he's back yet. I know he's been hurt, but if he's back, the defense is gonna be a lot better on the interior. So I gotta take the Magic. I'm going with the Magic as well. How about the Raptors versus the Hawks? John Collins is still suspended, right? He's still suspended. I'm going with the Raptors, even if he wasn't suspended. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Raptors. I just, I'm just trying, just for, just for expl- explanation purposes. Obviously, obviously, it's obvious who's gonna win. But I'm just, let me, let me do my thing, man. I mean, you can do your thing, but the Hawks ain't nothing compared to the Raptors. I'm not gonna think too long about that. Ain't nobody, uh, ain't nobody on that team checking Siakam. That boy is nice. He's he's probably gonna get most improved player this year. How about the Spurs versus the Knicks? I just put this one on there because I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave that one game out. I'm gonna take the Spurs. Marcus, I mean, the Knicks got Marcus Morris. He's been hoping for him, but lo- lately, all he wanted to do is fight. So. Well, that's what happens when you play ball ball in New York. I'm gonna take the Spurs. Nobody wants to play ball for the Knicks. That's what happens when you're angry. I'm going with Spurs too. Um, Cavs versus the Blazers. <clears throat> I think the Blazers are still without Damian Lillard, and it shows that they really need his scoring. So I'm gonna have to go to Cavs. Whoa, I'm gonna take the Trail Blazers even without Damian. They still got CJ, and they still got Melo. But the Cavs, they got a young, fast, athletic team. But I got to take the Trailblazers. And last on the list, we got the Lakers versus the Grizzlies. Got to go with the Lakers. Best in the West, best in the NBA. 
right now. Favorites to win the NBA championship right now, according to the Vegas books. So I'm going with the Lakers as well. They're playing really good together and building that team chemistry. All right, so listen, that wraps up the NBA news and NBA pick them, but don't go nowhere. We're about to give you one last, a few couple nuggets to think about. So keep in mind, there is a rematch fight tonight, guys. If you can get to a bar, have a boxing um, fight party, it's going to be a good one. It's Dante Wilder versus um, the Cuban guy, Luis Ortiz. And I'm I'm just, hey, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to pick, man, but I know it's going to be a good slugfest. And I, I kind of got to slide with Luis Ortiz. I, I'm just ready for this rematch. But keep in mind after that as well, rumors, Floyd Mayweather is supposedly coming out of retirement in 2020. He just needs to go sit down somewhere. No, he needs, this, he needs nothing to prove. This is from Floyd. Floyd said that. And to me, it's just a rumor because he has nothing to prove. Until I see him in the ring, I'm still going to believe it's a rumor. Me, I like it. Personally, I want Floyd Mayweather to lose. So him coming back is great for me because that just gives him more chances to lose. I don't think, I mean, personally, I don't think there's anybody out there that could beat him, but in combat sports, you just never know. Oh, and going back to your De- uh, Deontay Wilder point, I got to take the bronze bomber all the way. I'm taking Deontay Wilder. I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad pick, man, but hey, man, don't don't sleep on Ortiz either. Now, nah, don't sleep on him. That, that boy can box. Hey, don't sleep on that right hand. Cause it just he need one time. How many how many KO fights have uh Dante Wilder won? Multiple. You know? Uh let's see. Off the top of the I, I know the Ortiz got 26 wins by knockout. He only got one loss. Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. I'm not crazy into boxing as you, but I have to look it up. But I gotta I, I like Deontay Wilder. I like his swag, I like his fire, his intensity. That's why I'm he's a big dude too. I mean, he's like six seven, six eight, or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many wins he has by knockout. Honestly, okay, wins by knockout. He has forty <laughs> wins by knockout. <laughs> no losses. Come on now. So we in for a good match. Both of these boys can box. This is part two. Uh, um, coming up. Honestly, I don't even think Deontay Wilder is like a re... Okay, I'm not going to say he's not a real boxer, but what I'm saying is like when it comes to like being real technical with... uh, He's more of like a fighter, a swinger. You know what I mean? He relies on that power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's more or less a scrapper than a boxer, at least to me. Like I said, I'm not crazy into boxing, but I can only tell you what I can... From what I can see. That's just how I feel. I like his swag, his fire, his intensity. And like you said, he's got 40 40 wins by knockout. Right. Always exciting. And he's he's already beat Ortiz uh, um, last year in Brooklyn. Um, And and that's because he scored, like, I think he knocked him down in, like, the fifth or the sixth round. But uh, nonetheless, let's move forward so we can wrap this up. I want to keep you guys. I know you got a lot to do. Um... Well, give me an update on that Ohio State game, and, sh- and then I'll get into this Michael Thomas. I'm going to talk about Michael Thomas while you look for that update. So, guys, Michael Thomas has more catches and yards than all the Eagles receivers combined. Shame on the Eagles. 
you have all your receivers, your tight ends, your running backs all combined for receptions. And it's not even touching Michael Thomas. That just shows it. This man is on pace to be great. Well, currently the score is 17 with four minutes and 22 seconds left in the third quarter. Um, Sean Clifford's only got 71 passing yards. J.K. Dobbins got two touchdowns, 111 rushing. K.J. Hill's got four receptions, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Fryer moved for uh, Penn State's only got six receptions, 40 yards. Um, Penn State's hanging on, but Ohio State's got all the stat leaders. So, before we go, what's going to happen if Penn State somehow finds a way to upset Ohio State? Ohio State's not going to be in the college football playoff. I agree. And then you have it. You just got blazed. I hope you felt that heat. We're going to catch you guys up on Tuesday. we got some more things we need to talk about. Make sure you get the questions in at anchor.fm forward slash feel the heat forward slash message on Twitter at feel the heat underscore KW. If nothing else, Webb, I'm out and you have a good day, sir.